SMQBs, this is episode 87. A little different tonight. We are coming to you live from Nub's Lobster Shack in at the Cliff House in Maine. That's right. We are in Maine, sitting together in a bar, having some beers and talking sports. Uh, good times. A lot of background noise for sure. But don't let it get in the way. We're covering the World Series, a little uh, college football, NFL, usual punchable face of the week. It's a good time, but bear with us through the noise. I think it turned out well. Check us out. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. It's when the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my hands the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the dancing on the people, I got people. SMQBs, this is episode 87, coming to you live from Injury Board Summit 2022 at Nubs Lobster Shack. So this will be off the rails for sure today, but we're going to start anyway with episode 87. And this, okay, so this one, this is interesting. In the 90s, this was the most requested clip in the archives of NFL films. And this player has two Super Bowl championships, first-team All-Pro in 82, two-time Pro Bowler, NFL receptions leader in 1982. Milk's out. I'm out. He's a, a Hall a, of Famer. A Raider? No, he's a Niners Hall of Famer. Oh, Jerry. It's got it's to be Dwight no, Clark. No, no. Dwight Clark it is. Oh, it is the catch. Yes, that's right. Well, my other option was Sidney Crosby. There was no chance I was yeah. picking a penguin. And if I had a chance to take down the Cowboys, I went with it. So, uh, all good there. Change the course of both of those franchises. What number was Gronk? The catch. 87. 87. I thought oh, boy. Yeah. I didn't oh, see boy, Milk. Now, Milk, we're not doing anything. You don't have any rights on football this week, okay? So, <laughs> you, you get no football or, rights. Or sports for the matter. Or sports for the matter. But look, hockey, so. we're doing this live. This is a, a little different for us than usual. We're going to keep this uh, sort of on the shorter side, perhaps. Um, but we got to get started. Look, there's just no way around this. There is big sports news from Philadelphia. House, this is going to be your episode. You're going to get to explain some things here to us. But really, what is going on with the 76ers? They haven't won a game. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They're over. They're and over. It just seems like Harden's a cancer in the locker room. Episode 87, will the Sixers win a single game this year? It's a sacrificial lamb. There's a chance they may not get a game this year. That's okay. We will take that done. in exchange for a World Series championship. Okay. Like, throw the Sixers oh, the, under the bus. Okay. I some uh, hope sometimes a sacrifice has to be made. All right. Well, listen, we there's. What about Phillies versus Eagles? We can't duck this. The Phillies <laughs> no. are going to the World no, Series, no, 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 unfortunately. No. no. Listen, no. true. I have waited my whole life to experience what Christmas is like, and apparently this is it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh God. This is this is a this is a special story for Philadelphia because we were the last team, as everyone knows into the playoffs. And this is a team that started out 21 and 29. Bison, I think you know this well from 2017, starting 19 and 31 in DC, right? Yep, yep. 21 and 29, manager fired. A legendary ma manager, Joe Girardi, the best you could probably get. And they- I, I can't even believe that that was this season. Joe Girardi started out as our manager and nobody's heard of Rob Thompson, nobody. 
Uh, and we bring him in as our manager. Bryce Harper goes down with an injury. Gene Segura goes down with an injury. Zach Wheeler goes down with an injury. We had no business making the playoffs, let alone making it to the World Series. But here we are on the shoulders of, yes, I have it back somewhere in the early episodes of either our podcast or our text. The laughing stock that you guys had paying Bryce Harper $330 million. Well, in the words of our owner, John Middleton, Bryce Harper is officially underpaid. What he did in this series and in the bottom of the eighth last night down down 3-2 with an 0-2 count, works it to a 2-2 count, and the famous now Bedlam at the bank. Uh, just incredible. No, no, that's Scott Francis' call. You should listen to that. But, but actually, uh, if, you really, if you want to read a great piece I never on this. Thought, I never I thought I would root for the yeah, Astros, yeah. but I'm about there. Right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, you guys can choose the Astros, Cheating, and Ted Cruz. We know for a fact the Astros have not cheated this year. Yeah, we do know that. Okay. That's right. So, so this will be fair and square. That's right. Yeah, they did not cheat this year. Let's how do we, right, good, good. How do we know that? We know. I mean, well, I, <laughs> I don't know. We don't know for sure. <laughs> we don't know that. We have a local Houstonian. local Houstonian. Okay. Larry Taylor says they're not cheating. Well, so it must be. Cheating. That means they're not cheating. Because you know Larry's word is, is gold. Gold. He's and, uh, no. and, and shout out to superfan Scott Richard, who texted me to let me know. He, he wanted to be on this episode. We couldn't get him up here to Maine. He said the Astros are clean. This is going to be a clean series. This is Justin Verlander versus Zach Wheeler. Framber Valdez versus Aaron Nola. I mean, we have a great pitching set up here. Um, the Astros, have they, guys, have they lost a They playoff? haven't lost a game the, in, the, in the playoffs. The Phillies, the, look, the, the Phillies feel like a team of destiny right now. They do. But the Astros are a juggernaut. I mean, they are just a juggernaut. But wait a minute. Before you guys jump in, House, you started to mention the piece in The yeah. Athletic by Jason Stark. And, and there's really, there was two, well, there's yeah. so many fascinating things in there. you got to check this out by Stark on there. But go ahead. There, yeah. There's so, a couple things that are just remarkable. Obviously, yes, I'm a homer for Philly. But if you just want to read a great baseball piece, because I do think Jason Stark is the best of the baseball writers, he wrote how the Phillies made the World Series. And there are some fascinating pieces in there. Did you guys know that this is the fourth different team that Dave Dombrowski as GM has taken to the World Series. The closest is two by any other GM. I didn't even know Dombrowski was your GM. I yes. thought after the Red Sox he was done. Unbelievable. This is his fourth Number team. It's four unbelievable. Because he pretty much got ran out of Boston. When did he come in? Uh, the end of what, last year. He, what are his other teams? He brought Harper, didn't he? The Marlins, the, the Red, A's, Sox. Red Sox. The A's and the Red Sox. The A's. So, that's actually... I, I thought one of them might have been Blue Jays. It's stunning. Yeah, I mean, the Marlins especially. No, Blue Jays would like... But, but this here's one the other, was easy for him. Here, here, the, here's the other piece in there that was really interesting. We, we talk about the rule changes, and there are definitely some purists on this podcast. If not for two rule changes, the Phillies are not even here. Number one, uh, the wild card expansion. They were right? the seventh team in. We were the very last team in, Six. right? So, Six, so yeah. We're not even Six, in. Right. We're not even in if there's not an expansion. But secondly, 
Bryce Harper comes back from an injury, he cannot play in the field, but he can DH. If they don't change to the National League having the DH2, yeah. Bryce Harper's not doing this. He's a pinch hitter. So, pretty unbelievable. The Yankee series is still going. Yep. 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 It's going to well, be a great World Series. Speaking of the Yankees, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, we're going to lose Aaron Judge. We were, we were crazy not to sign him when we could have. Um, and I think Aaron Boone is gone, too. Some terrible decisions at the end of this year by him. Um, mismanagement of the pitching staff and the outfield. And just, you know, it's just I think it's just time for a change in New York. Well, the Yankees went through that difficult stretch this year, and it just was highlighted kind of in the playoffs. You never were able to get back well, where you were in the beginning of the year. Brian Cashman bears some of the blame, too, because we went into the season with an, an old, often injured pitching staff, and did, he had done nothing in the offseason to improve it. I mean, we were just lucky that Nestor Cortez turned into right. a gem. Right, because nobody saw that coming. Saw that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of news about the Yankees in the playoffs, but I, I really think nobody who's closely followed the Yankees is terribly surprised. They were, I think, since the All-Star break, three games under 500. Right. Under 500. Right. We were the opposite of We were the opposite of the Phillies. But hold on, hold on. Why are we not talking more about this? Because this, this is like a devastating... I mean, it's a horrific... It's either horrific coaching or something. I mean, you're the third highest payroll in MLB. And you're three games over 500 the last 80 games of the year. I mean, that's that's like historically bad, by the way. Yeah, I, I, would, have, I would have been okay with replacing Aaron Boone midseason or at the end of the season. Work for the Phillies. You've yeah. said it before on yeah. this podcast. I, I mean, I think he's done a terrible job. I think I think this is only, by the way, what, what did the article say? The third manager to start midseason and take his team yes. to the World Series? Uh, Jack McKeon was the Marlins, one. right? And I forget who the Marlins? other one. Oh, the other one was um, Don Lemon. Okay. So Don Lemon and Jack McKeon are the only other managers who came in in the middle of the season and then their team won the World Series. So he could join those two. So we'll suck predictions for the World Series. Yeah. I mean, so, not, honestly, I think the Astros are what Jason said. They're a juggernaut. Well, but they had just last year. Four out of six. Four out of six of the last World Series. The Phillies this year's Braves. I mean, look right? at Right? I mean, the Astros were a juggernaut last year, and the Braves took them down. What do you think, House? I, I agree with Pope. I think the Phillies are on a heater. And I think sometimes when you get that in certain sports playoffs, it's a team of destiny. And I do think the Phillies. Say I it. Think the Phillies, Say it. Say I think it. the Phillies Say are going to pull this off in six. Oh, oh, oh no! It's over. It's over. I, I do. It's over. I, and the Astros are going to win. We're going to celebrate in Houston. I, I think it comes down to Aaron Nola because he, his second game in this past series wasn't great. I mean, he has, has the number two fifth starter in, in your rotation. Your number one guy, was it Wheeler then? Yeah. Nola? Yeah. Wheeler well, looked I, awesome. Nola looked a little shaky. And then your third starter looked awesome. And look, I, I have to say, I mean, I you know, Toby's been been reminding me that I said that Wheeler was, you know, at best a number two. But then I have to admit, after seeing Nola pitch, it was clear that Wheeler's a one. Because if Nola's your next best option, you're kind of <laughs> screwed anyway. But, no, look, I, I mean, really, the comparison here is remarkable, right? You have the juggernaut Astros, who everybody thought at the beginning of the year was going to be there. 
was the, was the most wins, right, in the American League. Steamrolled everybody in the postseason so far against the Phillies, who going into the last week of the season, you were like, why are they even here? Like, you, were you there? said you weren't going to make the playoffs multiple times. I didn't think we were. we were. It seemed like we were collapsing. I have to say, if it weren't for an epic collapse by the Brewers, who made an idiotic midseason trade of getting rid of Josh Hader, we might not be in the playoffs, but the Brewers collapsed right. alongside of us. That's right. And I, this is going to be, I think the real story of these playoff, this World Series is going to be the managers. This is Dusty Baker finally trying to get over the schneid. He's 0 for 2 in World Series. A lot of folks are rooting for Dusty Baker, even if they don't like the Astros. Right. And Rob Thompson, who is just, what he's done, he's pushing every right button at the right time. And so it's going to come down to managerial decisions and managing of pitching. And and as Bison always says, timely hitting. Timely hitting. I think, though, you got now four or five days off. The series starts on Friday. I think the emotion of where the Phillies have been, coupled with a couple days off, and the Astros just being a juggernaut, I think this goes 5-1 Houston. 4-1 Houston? Yeah, five games. So five games. What do you say, Milk? This feels like 2020 Dodgers, Rays, Rays, shouldn't have been there kind of feeling, got through, got beat the Astros, got to the World Series, eventually the better team wins, the Astros are a better team, top from bottom, pitching, hitting, everything, although I fucking hate Altuve, I want that on the record, I hate that guy, I hope he goes 0 for fucking 20 in the, in the World Series, so what's your prediction, Astros and how many, Milk? I think the Phillies get two games. 4-2 Astros. I think 4-2 Astros. All right. Say I'm rooting for the Phillies just to soften the blow of my prediction that they get swept. <laughs> oh my god! That is ridiculous. You beat me to it, Rooster, because I got the broom out and Houston's gonna sweep the Phillies away. Back to Philly. Sweep! Wow. Alright. Philly against the world. As usual, no one likes us. We don't care. I'll enjoy it. Congratulations, Congratulations on the series. Go to all the games. Buy all the gear. Have fun. Yes. Uh, and you know it should be a fun series. Cherish it while you have it. All right, let's move on to uh, the NFL. We got to cover uh, no. week seven, and there's really just two things that we want to talk about uh, this week, and it is a retirement party for uh, Brady and Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, I mean Milk, do you are? want him to go away at this point, or what? Do you want to watch Brady suffer like this? I Is it a funeral or a retirement party, right? Well, first of all, this this whole problem with the Bucks is not Tom Brady. Okay? Oh, here we go. Okay. Let me give you, let me sum up the Bucks real quick for you. Yesterday, if you watched the game, we were driving, we were down by touchdown, got down to the 20-yard line, it was second and one. Second and one. You know what I said to myself? They can't get it. They can't fucking get one yard because they couldn't do the same thing last week. And what do you know? Second and one, they lose two yards. Third and three, they throw incomplete. Fourth and three, they go for it incomplete. By the way. Yeah, who was throwing this? Hold on. That's Byron Leftwich's fault. That's the offensive coordinator. Let me tell you something right now. When, When you have great players 
it's very easy to be a good coach. Okay. This is not Brady. This is not Brady. Listen to me. If when you have great players, it's very easy to be a good coach. When you have bad players, i.e., your offensive line is decimated. It exposes bad coaches. How I'm, I'm, I hate ever standing up for the Giants. Their team is a bag of shit. So how are they six and one, and how are you three and four? Because they you're going to tell me they have great players? No, they have great coaching. They oh, have great yeah. fucking coaching, and we have fucking shitty ass coaching. We can't get one fucking yard. That's Byron Leftwich's fault. He should be fired. Sounds like he won Bulls. We, Bulls should be fired. The whole staff we, should be fired. We have talked this season about coaching matters. Coaching does matter. If you can't get one yard with Leonard Fournette, you don't deserve. I mean, it's Mike Evans dropping that. that he dropped a seventy-yard. Dime. Yes, turn on Evans. Turn on Evans too, Milk. No, it was a horrible. It cost us a game. Can I ask a question? Cut how many? Cut Evans. How, Evans. How many wild card teams are there? I think there's three. There's three. Could we yeah. see the entire NFC East get in? Because after next week, the Commanders, who beat the Pack, are going to be four and four. And on the upward swing with Taylor Heineke leading the charge. I love that guy. Can we see the entire him. NFC East get into the playoffs? There's nothing better than bison drunk on Kool-Aid. It is, it is the best. Yeah, he's drinking the Heineken. Did you score three? <laughs> Tom Brady scored three points for your team. He doesn't bear any responsibility. He didn't have the best game, but our, our offensive line is terrible. Terrible. So, you know, while we're talking about coaching and decisions. And our defense should, sucks, too. We should have a very brief fantasy football moment here. Because Bill seems to be throwing a lot of bombs at the Bucks coaching staff. But his fantasy team didn't exactly do so well yet. I mean, it's easier said than done, right, Milk? It was the worst day of football in my entire life. <laughs> All right. I lost by 70 points in fantasy. At one point, you were down 101 to 8. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of fantasy football in any league. Well, speaking of old, shitty quarterbacks, Dakota Prescott returned under center this week. Oh, yeah. So, Pope, I mean... What, what's the early returns on that? It didn't look so spectacular. No, they, uh, they predictably struggled with Dak back. The timing was off. But, you know, he's, he's uh, post-game he didn't have any soreness. He's fine. You know, the Lions did everything they could to help the Cowboys. They fumbled on the one to get, when they're getting ready to go up ahead in the fourth quarter. Um, Cowboys tried to give the game away, and then the defense came through, and Micah had a sack, and Marcus had some sacks. Um, you know, we play the Bears next week, which is good. Uh, another tune-up. And then, then we get the bye, and then and then the A.A. Ron in the pack, we go to Lambeau, and that is not as That's intimidating as it in the past. I mean, look, look at the, the pack is in, – in the next two weeks, they're going to turn on themselves even more. So, I think. <laughs> All right. Enough is enough. We have to talk about the New York football Giants being 6-1, and one, baby. 6-1. and one. I mean, who predicted that? Nobody. Nobody. And, we have, and we're playing Seattle next, and we have about, I think we have two or three winnable games after that at Seattle. I think the, I think the, the Giants could easily be 9-1. Do you think they beat Seattle? Oh, yeah. Why is sleeping on Geno Smith? I'm, every time the Giants have been the underdog this year, we've won. Every game, we've been yeah. Except for Cowboys. Yeah. We, right, let's go we're going to win. We're going to win. All right. All right. 
I'll go first. Okay, you got it? Well, we, My, where, where are we? So let, let, me, let me recap real quick. Just to recap real quick, the SMQBs had a great week, with the exception of somebody who's terrible at sports right now, <laughs> named Milk. So we were 4-1 and one this week. Uh, Bison moved to 2-5 and five with a win. Commanders plus 5.5. Yep. Uh, House and Rooster took the G-Men plus 3. They won straight away. House moved to 4-3, and three, Rooster to 3-4. and four. Pope, the homer, took the Cowboys minus 7, winning to go to 4-3 and three also at the top. But our lone loser, can't spell milk without an L, Packer, the, <laughs> the Packers minus 5.5, minus five and a half, took the L. Milk's now 3-4, and four, outright. Uh, Rooster, you want to get underway? I'm riding the G-Men train. And taking them with, they're getting three points against Seattle. They're going to win the game. Mark it down, brah. The points and the money line. The points and the money line. Who's next? Hope. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the homer. I think the Cowboys will cover 10 and a half, giving oh to the Bears. God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Milk? All right. Um, I've gone with the anti-commander strategy now two weeks in a row and lost twice. So it's time to switch gears. I'm going back to the business. This is the successful way to do gambling. You go opposite of the what you think. I absolutely I love the Ravens. I mean... Oh, my God. I, I, I'm telling you right now. You're betting of, against your own team. If one of you guys don't take the Ravens, you're stupid. It's one and a half. Our two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half because our safety's at, not, now out. So they just bumped it a whole point. Which means the Bucks are going to cover. I'll take Tampa plus two and a half. Okay. So I have a new strategy. I have a new strategy. And my strategy is to bet against the Bucks. Okay. So I am going, I, I am taking it. the Ravens. That is a great bet. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. Take the Ravens. Um, so I think the Cardinals are still massive pretenders, even with DeAndre Hopkins back. The Vikings at home are very, very tough to beat. So the Vikings minus four is just not enough points that they're getting. That's great. So I'll take the Vikes minus four. All right. That's it for NFL this week. Uh, Pope, you got a quick hitter on some college football for us? It's real quick because last week we saw the NRIP college football playoff chances for Ole Miss. Sorry, Lane Kiffin, maybe next year. Oh, UCLA, Chip Kelly, and Syracuse, who really put up a good fight against Clemson and Death Valley. A couple calls, I think, for yeah, that game. They sure did. They put up a great They should have won that game. Much, much tougher game than I anticipated, but RIP Syracuse. No ACC team that loses has a chance to make the college ball playoffs. Alabama rebounded against Mississippi State. They got to go to LSU, who's now playing well for Ole Miss. Uh, in a couple weeks, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU in two weeks. That is going to be telling us a lot about where we go with college football. Other than that, we're done. You're, wow. real, you're done? You're not going to cover number 25, Tulane? You're not going to cover that? Okay. Well, I, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Toby, you I, got, don't, I don't cover below 20. <laughs> Toby's had enough for one day. Yeah. Who's got a punchable face this week? Come on, man. Oh, I have one. 
Oh, good. I'm going to punch the Miami Dolphins. Now what? Yes. All right. We had a we had a um, we had a uh, physiatrist on our show two two oh. weeks ago, talking about the moderate brain injury suffered by Tua in that game, and the Dolphins have continued to treat it like some mild concussion, and two weeks later trotted him back out on the field. The doctor told us he should have been out for the season. They don't give a damn about this guy's health. They just want to win football games. And they get they need to be punched in the face for this reckless treatment of their young quarterback. Fuck you, Miami. Oh! Yeah. I, what about the fact that Tua was cleared to play by not just the Dolphins, but by two or three independent um, doctors who evaluated The same doctors who evaluated him after the... Uh, Bills game and said he could go back in the game. Is that true? Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. It's the same, no, no, same, no, same, same, same thing. They were fired. It's all stacked in favor of the NFL. I mean, it is. But I've been thinking about this since we have been talking about to uh, the end of his career and everything. You know, I think the Tagliabella family understands the risk. And I think Tua understands the risk. And I think he's made a decision that this is what he wants to do with his life. And it's, it's hard for us to put ourselves in his shoes and say, no, you shouldn't play again this year because you might have lingering you know, concussion issues or CTE or have a traumatic brain injury and never recover from another hit. It's hard for us to sit here and, and judge him for that. If he's been cleared and he understands the risk, then I, for me. then Godspeed for him. That's that's what I have to say. I got no problem judging him. I He's think, an idiot. I think Pope's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing the doctor told us was at age 24, his brain isn't even finished developing as a male. Are you? So are you suggesting? And, that and what I'm su- no, what I'm suggesting that they need to give him more time to heal from a moderate brain injury where his hands were in a locked position to the point where any doctor knows shit about this is diagnosing brainstem damage. I mean, how can this you, is not a concussion. This is a real serious brain injury. How can you possibly, like, in, in two weeks, how can you possibly get to an accurate diagnosis oh, for this guy so that you're talking about the rest of his life? Like, what is it really that important that he get back on the field in two weeks? Right. I'm just talking, I, I agree with Bison, I'm just talking risk-benefit analysis here. The risks are very, very high to rush someone with that injury back. And the Dolphins are not winning the Super Bowl this, this year, let's face it, right? So preserve the guy's career. Just take a little more time. Do it right. They rushed him back. They shouldn't have. He's at super high risk for re-injury at this point. All right. Can I, can I do a, a milk um, slap across the face if we're not punching? Sure, sure. Because I know Milk wanted to do this one himself, but before the Giants fans got too high up on their high horse, too late. The the New York Yankees, which are the same fans, they're the same obnoxious fans. Because there are no obnoxious fans in Philly. They're not. Uh, Let's go Giants. Down down two nothing, getting bitch slapped in Houston. Aaron Boone takes the post game presser. And says, you know, like, what do you, what do you have to say for that game? He's like, well, I think we were really affected by the roof being open. And then if the roof was closed, Aaron Judge's home run would have gone out. 
I mean, are you serious that you're starting to make excuses for your pathetic team with all the Yankee mystique? Twenty, how many, how many championships is it? Twenty-seven, Rooster, and now you're oh the oh the roof is open. Oh, look at him go! Look at him go! And here the wheels are going off the bus. And 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 you wonder why people don't like Philadelphia fans. Oh, <laughs> all right, that's not they, like a, a place they to finally for this they week. finally win one game and they're acting like. Next time, maybe you won't call for national. Hey, 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 Aaron Boone is dead to me, bro. <laughs> I'm not defending. I'm not defending that statement. It was, it was wow. weak. It was but weak. He has not been that, fired yet. It was that weak. That sounds like a good place to stop. Thanks to uh, injury board for Summit 22. And for Cliff House and Nubs Lobster Shack. Shout out to Nubs Lobster, lobster Shack. Host. Come up it's the Nubs. best. Yeah. The, the best lobster house in Maine. Hey, let's hear it. Let's hear it, guys. Let's see if the Sixers have a win when we come back next week. The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.